This is Bellator Colloquium, a podcast of the Bellator Society. Bellator in Latin means warrior, and a colloquium is a conversation. We at the Bellator Society are online warriors for the true, good, and beautiful, and this podcast is our conversation about all those things and so much more. Meet us here weekly at Bellator Colloquium and at bellatorsociety.com for content that will hopefully lift you, inspire you, comfort you, and make you feel a part of our Bellator Society. Good morning, Bellator Society. This is Tracy Eddy, and I have Fran in Nashville, Tennessee. And joining us today, we have two parish priests from our former diocese in Little Rock. We've got Father Stephen and Father Joseph, and they are joining us today to talk about podcasts and Catholic podcasts specifically. Good morning, everyone. I think this is the first time we've actually had four people on a podcast. So, hi, everyone. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hey, good morning. How are y'all? Doing well here in Arkansas and uh, looking forward to getting things going again. 16th I know. and 17th. Wow. Yes. That's going to be amazing. How are y'all going to keep 25% in church? How is that going to work? Are you going to have like lines? Exactly. Is there going to be a bouncer? What's going on? It's going to yeah. be complicated for each parish. Like, for example, our large, one of our largest parishes, like in Springdale. Um, they're having to do, I think, 12 masses. Is that St. Raphael? Weekend. Yeah. I mean, that's, wow. and that's, that's going to be hard. Um, just, just yeah. in general, just to keep like numbers and then doing 12 masses. That's a lot. Um, and so luckily, at least in the parish where parishes, the two parishes that I have, St. Mary's and Immaculate Heart of Mary with, um, my pastor, who's Father Ruben Quinteros, we'll be able to keep the numbers down. And what we're going to have to do is have an overflow area. And so we'll only allow 25% in the church, but then we'll have an area where we're at, where the, um, you know, anyone else who shows up can go to and we'll have to, you know, kind of monitor that so that there's low enough numbers there too. So we've, we've been planning some stuff. So the voice you just heard was Father Joseph D'Orbegozo. And so I'm going to turn it now to Father Stephen Gadbury and say, how, what are you doing? How are you going to do this thing? Uh, well, <laughs> We're going to follow our regular mass schedule and, and add uh, an additional vigil and a couple other services on Sunday. The first week is just going to be a test run. Um, and I've been <laughs> preparing the people um, for this kind of re-entry into the universe, <laughs> you know, to think it out, to be patient with each other, to recognize that we're not going to go back to where we were. So we're all trying on new shoes. We're learning how to walk again. So it, it, the first couple of weeks are going to be a, a pretty rough dance, but at least we'll be dancing. Amen. Yeah, Amen. Yeah. Praise God. I'm glad so, to be back in any way. My, our, our diocese last weekend, um, we show up. Well, we, we didn't show up. We, we showed up in our living room and we're watching <laughs> online. We turned on the computer. Exactly. We threw it up to the TV. We're all sitting. I'm embarrassed to say in our pajamas and our priest said, I'm glad you're here. If you're joining us, it's your lucky day. And everybody's, you know, we're kind of like, okay, father. Um, so in his homily, he said, if you've watched this mass online, we're going to open up the church for 30 minutes after, after, you know, mass is over and you can come and receive the Eucharist. And we're going to have some, you know, precautions in place. And he said, and he said, it was like, he was talking to me, don't get up and go change out of your pajamas right this second, like finish the mass. 
But I'm telling you, because I was, I was like, oh, dang it, I got on pajamas. And if I only have 30 minutes, I like, I'm starting to do the, the logistics in my head. But when mass was, online mass was over, we ran, we threw on, you know, something halfway decent. And we, we got to the church and it was really, really cool. Um, they made you really space out to walk into the church, but it was kind of a constant flow of people. And um, he and de the deacon were there um, giving, you know, the Eucharist. And then you had to go out the side doors and then just uh, get, get off campus. So I don't know if we're going to do that for a while before they actually open up masses, but that was a good consolation. I That's <laughs> for, so freaking awesome. It I was love really, that. It was really cool. So they're even cool doing surprise. that. Oh my gosh. I'm like, and it's funny. Cause you kind of like know who's, who's watching mass, <laughs> you know, to some degree, I don't want to say. So I posted about it on Facebook cause I was so excited. And, you know, um, several people were like, Oh, I was watching my, you know, old pastor from, you know, where I used to live. And so a lot of people did miss it, but I think it's going to be, um, it was still very well attended and just, so just chilling. It was so cool. Mm -hmm. Love yeah, it. I think, I think, shout out for the local church there. Make sure you follow your, your local parish. That's right. <laughs> there are perks. Well, thank y'all for joining us. Um, I think our topic today is Catholic podcasting. And it does seem like right now with everything online that everyone has a podcast, which has kind of been fun um, to watch all these podcasts popping up. But what, what are y'all's thoughts? Are y'all big podcast listeners or... Yeah, I, I really enjoy podcasts. I'm on the road a lot. I take care of a couple of parishes, and um, um, I'm on the road a lot, and so it's hard to read and drive at the same time. <laughs> and, the, uh, and so, so audiobooks and podcasts, I tend to go to podcasts more than audiobooks just because of their brevity. You can pick them up and take them and, you know, jump around, and, and it's okay. So that's I, I enjoy podcasts. So what's your favorite ones? What, what, what? Or do you do kind of a wide variety of podcasts or are you Catholic podcasts, you know? No, actually the majority of the podcasts I listen to, which is going to be, you know, I think it may stem some uh, uh, interesting brief discussion here in a little bit. The majority that, that I listen to are not, uh, are not Catholic. And, and I would say even of those, the great majority are not explicitly Christian. And, um, uh, and, and so it's, I just, it runs the gamut from, I do listen to, to Catholic stuff, but, I also enjoy stuff on, on fitness, on hunting, on humanity in general, just all sorts of discussions. So it's, it's, uh, That's cool. I'm always open to learning something new. Yeah. A new voice. Father Joseph, what, what do you listen to? What's your, what's your podcast jam? Well, um, I guess, you know, much like, you know, Father Stephen, it's very hard to read and drive at the same time. So, <laughs> but I, I'm not. Oddly enough, even though I helped put together this list, I would say I definitely, I would say YouTube is more of my podcast than anything. Really? Yeah. I'll listen to a lot of YouTube videos, and and that's kind of how I do a lot of my, um, a lot of my um, kind of getting connected with the world and getting connected with like news and all. Uh, I enjoy. I'm kind of a. I, I really enjoy like um, w watching sermons or watching like. Um, talks or deflect from different Christian churches uh -huh. uh, because it kind of gives me a perspective where, where other people are. Um, as far as podcasts, I kind of use podcasts um, more to get like, um, like especially, uh, so I'm, I'm, I teach philosophy through our guys here at the, at the house of formation. And so there's a great philosophy podcast that I'll listen to just to kind of like keep up with, you know, I, I, 
I don't really have like great access to a library. And so, you know, my way of keeping connected to the philosophical world so I can, you know, do my continuing ed is through that. Um, I also, um, I, I, there's some really good podcasts that kind of give like the voice kind of, that's hard to listen to in the Catholic world. Like, like deliver us, for example, mm-hmm. is one of those podcasts that's, it's painful to listen to because it's about the abuse crisis, mm-hmm. but it's so good to listen to because it, it, it share, it shares with me where people are yeah. and, and, and what people have gone through, which I'm always interested in learning about. That, that's, that's probably the most interesting thing to me, people's experiences and how they, how they, how they deal with them and how they bring good out of it. And I think there's something very particular about listening to someone versus reading. And not that I'm against reading. Like, I like the Bible. I mean, it's, it's, you know what I mean? But there's something like, like the, like the gospel comes to us first through hearing, like that is actually biblical, right? And so there's something very particular about hearing the voice of someone speak their story or, or, you know, just, just the way they understand things that, that is received differently than if it's written. And I think that's something that is very beautiful about podcasts. And Father Joseph, if you just mentioned the list, we didn't actually give any introduction <laughs> to what the list is, but um, these amazing fathers have put together a very comprehensive list of Catholic podcasts. Would you say that you recommend them, all of them, or just that they exist? Oh, that's that's hard. I mean, it's it's an interesting question because there are some podcasts that might be helpful to some people that might I might see I don't know but it's kind of like that thing that I was talking about about you know hearing the other voice like there there are some voices in those podcasts that disagree with church teaching mm-hmm. and I, I don't disagree with church teaching right but I want to hear how people are thinking about that and that's what that's what I really like about what you were saying Fran because the written word doesn't have to challenge you you can read it and you can just take it in and it's like, oh, okay, this is just all about me. But when you listen to someone, it's someone else mm-hmm. who's, who's, it's, it's them right there present. There's, it's more, I guess, personal, incarnational. I don't know. Something. No, like. I think that's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. I like to think of the, the list that you could say it was, um, it's sort of like a coffee bar. I mean, some people drink black coffee. Some people have to put two cubes of sugar. Some people it's cream, no sweeteners. Other people it's it's the latte. Some need mocha, you know, chocolate flavor in it. Some add cinnamon and spice. You know, whatever it may be. Some people want a shorter and it's all. It doesn't matter. Um, uh, you, I mean, you're still getting some sort of substance in you. And so mm-hmm. this this list is kind of like a coffee bar. You know, uh, Father Joseph and I we try to. With the help of some other people who gave suggestions, we tried to 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 create a coffee bar, which is not the only coffee bar. So there's many uh, podcasts out there that are that are fantastic that we forgot, you know, or that 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 weren't on the list. So if you've got suggestions and you're listening to this, please send them to Fran and Tracy, and I'm sure they can get them to us, and we can add this list. Um, but it's just putting options out there. Mm-hmm. Well, and I love how in Christian charity you began your list with a list of lists. Like you yeah. started it with like, here's another place where you can go for other lists. Of other yeah, that was too. yeah. And we're, you know, it's in the church, we're something that I'm passionate about. And, and, and it's frustrating for me as a pastor. Uh, I'm not going to go on this big rant on it, but just a little rant. No, please. We do. can be our own worst enemies. <laughs> yeah. In the church, why do we fight amongst each other so bad? Our list is not better than anyone else's list. 
And so if somebody has a list and it's Catholic, put it out there. Yeah. And we're on the same team. So one of the I hope one of the graces through this whole, you know, Corona Vegas twenty twenty pandemic is that that we we realize we're on the same team. And so much so often the things that we 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 go against or argue about are really not it's just shooting ourselves in the foot. So with the podcast list, for example, starting the list with other lists, <laughs> hey, Love it's it. good, use it. We're so happy we made the list. <laughs> yeah. well, we, we couldn't exactly like agree to your podcast without having it on there. <laughs> I'm going to just assume that's not the only reason we made the list. <laughs> but I'm speaking kidding. of the list, the list is is organized into sections of, of different categories. Like you have podcasts that you recommend for teens and youth or things of, of just general interest or Catholic women, Catholic men, prayer and spirituality, apologetics, evangelization and culture and Espanol. Um, so these are the categories that you've recommended. And um, I'm going to poke a little bit of fun and just say that we were put in the women's list, <laughs> which is we're fair sorry. because we're women. It's we're fair. <laughs> we're working so hard to not be just a women's ministry, but we get it. We have work to do. That's not the vibe we're clearly giving. <laughs> and, and our judgment is not perfect. It's fair. It's fair. It's fair. It's a great. Great list, though. Okay, so um, out of these, which ones do y'all listen to? Because I'm like, if if you know, if Father Father Smart is reading something or listening to something, I want to read or listen to it. So y'all give us your opinions on. Um, are are there any? Is there anything on this list that y'all um, listen to yourselves? Like religiously you know this is my every week i'm gonna i'm gonna get in this um this podcast or or whatever the case may be or do you have like a top a top three a couple that i listen to on a regular basis um one is father mike schmitz he just does a fantastic job at addressing extremely complicated and very deep theological and anthropological points um in a way that's extremely charitable and approachable mm-hmm. in a way that doesn't condemn, but rather in a way that convicts. Condemnation, you know, enslaves us. Conviction leads to conversion. And so he's, he's just got a fantastic gift for for preaching complicated things in bite-sized points. So he's one. And then another one that I really enjoy is um, things with, with Bishop Robert Barron. He, he too is just, an, uh, he's got such a gift at teaching um, yeah. you know, you know, like a modern day Fulton Sheen, just of taking these these vast, complex things of not just faith, um, but also culture and society. And um, of course, as Christians, as Catholics, faith is what underlies all that. And so he tries to allow that to bubble up through it. So he addresses all oh, various things. So he, that's another one. So Father Mike Schmitz and and Bishop Robert Barron and the content from Word on Fire is what I what I enjoy listening. We love both of those. We're we're big fans. And one of Fran's sons got a high five from Father Mike Schmitz. And that, that like made one of the podcasts because he, wow. he called right before we were recording to tell his mom that I just got a high five from Father Mike Schmitz. It was like sitting him into orbit. He was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. What about you, Father Joseph? What? I, 
yeah, I mean, I, you can't go wrong with Father Mike Schmitz or Bishop Barron. Those are yeah. Sure. I, I think Father I think Father Stephen basically basically you know that's that's also what I love too. And you know, um, my my pastor was recently saying I was reflecting on why I like him. My pastor was recently saying that you know um, we were having a discussion about stuff, and he was like, you know, you, you can say the truth, but if you don't say it with with love and charity, mm, then right. it just becomes a statement of facts. And so that's what I really love about Father Mike and Bishop Barron is that they speak the truth, but they do it with love. They do it with understanding, and, and they try to meet people where they are, which I love. Um, I also really like, um, so recently, <laughs> I kind of like podcasts where I know some of the people. <laughs> so um, <laughs> just because it, it feels like, I don't know, it just feels like a connection, and I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, I remember him. And so Clerically Speaking is a mm. podcast that has- Did you go to Anthony. seminary with them? Yeah, Father well, Father Anthony Sharapa. Oh, okay, so, yeah. Yeah, I went to theological college for, for three years, so I got to know Father Anthony. Um, and then also, um, what was the other one? Oh, yeah, the Exodus 90 show, which I don't think is on our list. Like We keep finding things yeah. that should be on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, James Baxter is a former seminarian for one of the Indiana Dices. I can't remember which. But, um, yeah, just to, like, to hear him and like, you know, see his perspective is really cool too. That's awesome. I will say, so your list, the, the original list, and I'm sure it's grown since you sent uh, this list to, to us, but was over 50 recommendations for podcasts. And I want to say I had 25 of them on my uh, iTunes list on my phone. <laughs> We're doing good. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I agreed with all of them. I had not heard of some of them, but um, I had I had at least half of them on my list. And the ones that I wanted to point out that I really enjoyed were the lanky guys. Um, love, love, because they go through the, the Sunday readings. And um, Scott Powell is a, a biblical theologian. And then um, Father Peter Mussert is a pastor of, of also biblical theology. And um, just their discussion there, it's, it's, it's like you're listening to to homiletics and pastoral review. Like mm. it's one of those things like you can just listen to it and it is just like mind candy. I love their um, mm. podcast. And then um, one of the other ones that you mentioned, oh, one of the apologetics ones that is like something that I adore is Trent Horn. And he's so prolific. Like he's got like three a week that he comes out with. Like it's not just like one pat one podcast a week. Um, he does uh, two that are more, you know, theological apologetics oriented, but then he has free for all Fridays, which to your point, Father Stephen, um, I forget who it was. It was some like really smart person who said like they in their um, kind of uh, prayer time or not necessarily prayer time, but like in their personal reading, they spend like maybe um, 50% of the time during spiritual reading, you know, 25% of the time uh, reading the liturgy and then 25% of the time reading something that has nothing to do with anything except that other people might be interested in it. And that's the way they get in. Like if you know about something other than theology or philosophy that you can use as the the in, then you can win those hearts that would not ordinarily be open to the gospel message that you really wanted to speak. Um, so I think, I think that's, that's a forgotten. I think that's a forgotten key in evangelization. Mm-hmm. So many evangelists, not just Catholic. Um, I'm talking about all Christians in general, and of all religious denominations and and, and religions, is is that. Um, They've got their own facts, their data for their, for if you want to call it that, for their for their religion, for their faith. Um, 
but very few actually have the key to to open the door to let it out or the you know the 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 speaker to to share it or the the launch pad to to set it off and so that i think that 25 percent is is it's a very important leg of the table i agree 100 percent on that another 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 thing that I think is important is, um, and I think maybe Father Joseph, you mentioned, how do you, what is your principle of discernment and what you will listen to? Because, I mean, we have to get introduced, like, in order to make a decision or have an opinion about something, you actually have to listen to it just right off. But pretty quickly, you can see, okay, this is going to be something that challenges me, or this is going to be something that jives with me. And I feel like we kind of have to have both of them to have a balanced um, view of the church and the world, because how, how can you address some thing that is unorthodox if you don't even know that it exists, right? Um, so what, what would you say are some of the principles for discerning um, where we get our information in podcasting? Yeah, so um, Father Stephen and I, we, we, we took some time to really think about this and to, to put some, and you know, maybe we've come up with some other stuff too in the meantime. Um, one thing I found interesting is the idea of the balance of of truth and unity, like there's such a desire, I think, in our culture today to say that everything is the same, and so to homogenize the world. And so, you know, it's, as long as we all kind of can see from everyone everyone else's perspective, then we'll be fine. You know, we don't need to focus on the disagreements, I and mean, we don't need to see those. Just be blind to them, because then we'll be able to, you know, live in harmony and peace. And you know, none of our None of our little kingdoms will be shaken up. But, you know, the gospel is also about shaking things up. And so I, I think what's what's beautiful is to be able to have um, that focus on unity, yes, but also a focus on truth. And so just like you're saying, that requires us to discern by listening. And that might be different for where you are on your faith journey. You know, someone who's just right into the faith, who's just had their sort of conversion to discipleship they, you know, might be more on fire and we're just wanting to hear the truth. And, you know, that's fine. That's good. That's where you are. As, as time progresses, the ability to be able to hear the other side so that you can minister to them mm. is so key. Because then it, it pro- provides you a, a, a look at, okay, this, these people are concerned. Because, I mean, most people are not trying to do harm intentionally to another group of people when they say something. Most people think that what they're saying is right. And so I think if we're willing to enter into that mindset and say, why is this person saying that? Where are they coming from? You know, when, when they when they say that, you know, bishops ought to do this or bishops ought to do that. And I'm coming from a perspective where, well, my role as a priest is obedience. Mm-hmm. And so, but how then can I understand, even though where I am is this, where they are? And so I think that I, I think you've, you've, you've given a lot of kind of the, some good rules there, you know, that you need to listen need to be open. And then I think it's important to be attentive to where you are in your own faith journey. That's excellent advice. Father Stephen, I have a quick question for you. You mentioned uh, Bishop Barron, and I know that you've done stuff with Word on Fire, so I don't want to I don't want to lead you out into some weeds that you don't want to be in. But um, Bishop Barron mentioned something. I think it was in January, um, among some other bishops. I don't think it was like any sort of like official statement, but he mentioned the idea of um, the mandatum 
meaning that there there might be it might be good that there would be a vetting or recognition process for online teachers of the faith and people interpreted that as like is there going to be censorship of podcasts and youtube videos and all of these things and i mean oh my heavens like the internets were going bonkers about what Hashtag he meant Catholic twitter <laughs> <laughs> exactly about what he meant or didn't mean but do you think that that is a good idea like is the mandatum a um, is it reasonable? Is it the same thing as censorship? Or is it the same thing as like an imprimatur, which nobody is like throwing up their arms going, books should never have an imprimatur. It's censorship. Like, what is it? Yeah, that's a very good question. Honestly, I um, I got to say, I, I, I <laughs> cannot speak directly to this this declaration of him and, and other bishops or uh, public evangelists in that regard. I haven't heard that specific thing, but just, but just in just theory, knowing, but, but yeah, just knowing him though, and, and, and his whole mission and word on fire, for example, and other solid Catholic platforms for preaching. Um, today, I don't, I, this is the truth. So if somebody wants to become an authoritative figure, they can go online and in a 30, 30 minute online course can get their certificate. <laughs> What, are the, what is the source of authority from the institution that gave that certificate? And some of them are, are legit. Some of them are a joke. And the deceiving thing is that um, a lot of times there's non-authoritative sources giving um, a certificate of authenticity to a person or something like that. So with, with the, I don't think it's a censorship. In itself, and I don't think the church, I don't think Bishop Barron was saying what we're going to do is go out uh, like hawks, and we're going to find anybody that doesn't preach what we want to and shut them down. It's not because that at who all. wants to do that anyway, <laughs> right? No, <laughs> who has and, and time? He doesn't have time to do that, you know. And it's so that's but um, as as Father Joseph just mentioned, unity and truth is what we need to preach, and um, I, I I think uh, some sort of body from within the church that can kind of filter through this. And it'll be difficult because you've got, I don't know how many that pop up every day, new ones every day, but some to, to give a statement or a, a check for the larger groups or the larger you know platforms to say, this um, is, is an Orthodox platform. You know, they're, they're, they're valid priests. They're they're What they speak is true or they're, they're, they're valid you know, this is a true teacher, you know, whatever it may be. What does that look like? I don't know. Unfortunately, I like, I'm not the one making that decision. I'd love to help with making that decision um, because I've got some, some good, strong opinions on it, but what does that look like now? I don't know, but it's not, not a censorship. I think it's rather a way of, of kind of like we made this list of Catholic, Catholic podcasts. I think it could be a way of saying the content from these platforms is solid. Listen to the others. Um, but this is sort of like the canon of podcasts. Mm -hmm. There's also non-canonical historical writings that are still good. But it's not part of the canon. So that may be a, a simple way of understanding it. Would it be like a stamp of approval sort of, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not a censorship for everybody. I mean, we've got freedom of speech and that's a, that's not simply something that we have here in America. That's something that God has given us the freedom to express ourselves. I think Fran and I, we, our our goal really in our um, ministry was was to evangelize 
sort of to to the people maybe not sitting in church. Like we want to evangelize to our to our friends and to our peers and the people who you know are or, you know, Orthodox Catholic, but also to people who are kind of on the fringes, you know? And so I think that, um, I think it is going to have a lot of voices, but like you said, I think there is with podcasting when it doesn't take a whole, you know, whole lot to have a blog or a podcast or whatever. I mean, I do think that, you know, there to some degree, you have to be careful and, and really discern what you're listening to. So I love the list that y'all, y'all gave in, and, and, um, you know, we've interviewed, Father Leo Padalinghug, and he kind of openly said he doesn't think everybody needs to have a podcast okay. and Fran challenged him on that. And, and, you know, he, um, he didn't say you need approval by, you know, me or your Bishop to have a podcast. But I think his point was like, it's not everybody's gift. <laughs> and yeah. if we're, if we're not doing a service and we're doing a disservice, I think to some degree was his point. Yeah. In the years past, people who are authority figures, they had the platform to speak the truth. Um, that's not a monopoly. That's not people taking advantage. That's not robbing freedom of other people. That was the, the reality of the structure of humanity. Now, because of modern communication, which is a good thing, um, it can be manipulated and abused. And so all of a sudden, people who are non-authority figures, and I don't mean authority like, you know, they're, they're the top level, but I mean, like, they've got a position to talk about it. Um, you've got people who really have no clue what they're talking about now have a loud voice and the veracity of what they say, the truth of what they say is not based on the objective reality that they're preaching. Rather, it's based on the number of followers or the likes or subscribers. Mm -hmm. And I think that is more of the, more of the, the slippery slope that can mislead people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I definitely think that we were just talking about that with one of our kids, that leadership isn't how many people are following you. Leadership is how you're serving. You know, are, are you are you serving the truth? Are you serving goodness? You know, are, it, how many people liked what you said? That doesn't that actually doesn't even matter. And yet, you know, so many people are are saying things loudly with a lot of followers. Um, and you know, not that they don't have the right to say it in an American sense, right? Mm -hmm. But really, our freedom is always to choose the good. So in another way, like they really kind of that they're not exercising their freedom the way they should. Yeah. You know, something that, yeah. that came up in prayer, I'm sorry, it, I'll cut you off, Joe, Father Joseph, and I'll let you go in a second. The other day, you just mentioned that, or just a second ago, you mentioned that, you know, us, the right that we have is freedom, uh, the rights we have as Americans, freedom of speech, you know, that like that one. The other day, it, I was just praying, and it really struck me. I was listening to, actually, a podcast, uh, Brian Chantosh, The Crooked Butterfly, and in mm -hmm. this podcast, he mentioned, he was talking about this very subject, people talking about things that they don't have authority to speak on. And then I was praying about it, just reflecting. We've been given the freedom of speech, the right to speak. But with every right comes a, a, responsibility. an equal responsibility. Yep. The problem is that we've, we're taking the right to speak without taking the responsibility for what we've said. Yes. Uh, and that misleads people. That that creates division because it's it can be based on lies, which is the total opposite of what Father Joseph was just talking about with unity and truth being something you need to consider in the, what you're listening to. Father Joseph, did you have something that you wanted to add there? So I, was I mean, I just really affirm what Father Stephen's saying there because, you know, when I've learned this now becoming a priest, authority means responsibility. It means I've taken on all of the hearts and minds 
of these people around me. I've taken on their dreams, their desires, their, their failures, their difficulties. And I bring that before the Lord in prayer. I bring it before the Lord in the sacraments. And it's my responsibility to form them as, mm-hmm. as Catholics and to provide them the opportunities to be formed themselves. Cause that's, that's their responsibility, right? To, 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 to be the adult who desires to then seek after the truth. And, and so it's, it's this very beautiful, mutual, there's this beautiful mutuality in um, authority and obedience because there's a certain way in which I also must be obedient to them. Mm-hmm. I must be who I'm called to be to them just as much as they're called to, you know, follow the church teaching or, you know, be formed in it as, as, as they understand it as best as they can. Mm-hmm. And so there's, yeah, there's this, I, I think you're so right, Father Stephen, when people remove that sense of responsibility from the authority, it's just a power game. Mm-hmm. And that's, that is not a game I want to play. We're reading through the uh, Rule of St. Benedict uh, with our boys at night. And um, the, one of the, we're actually reading a, a, a somewhat of a commentary on it by a Benedictine uh, monk. It's called uh, uh, Humility Rules, I believe. And uh, one of the things that he was recently, or that we recently read, um, was um, the idea of that mutual obedience among the brethren. And that was something that was so interesting and I think plays very well into this idea of rights and responsibilities. Like when you have that, when you have that obedience to each other, there's a, there's a, um, there is a particular responsibility that we have for listening to each other and for discerning, you know, is, is, is what they're requesting of me or asking of me or telling me right, you know, and, and making those judgments, um, really constantly, like we have to be in constant judgment of what we're consuming, um, and, you know, whether it's from somebody who's just like the average Joe with a podcast or if it's from, you know, father, you know, up on the altar, we, we operationally are in constant judge, judgment and have to have our minds constantly, you know, on guard for what we're consuming. And that's difficult when everybody can have a podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, okay, so let's go back to these podcasts real quick. <laughs> I'm opening up my document here. Um, oh gosh, I just lost it. Hang on. It's okay. I have it in front Sorry. of me. Did you have a question about it or did you want to point? Well, I wanted out? to, I wanted to look at it and, and reference it. So give me a, give me, uh, I'm gonna have to pop back in in a second. Do you guys listen to, um, you have on the list, every knee shall bow and a corollary to that is the catching foxes podcast. Are you familiar with either one of those? I've listened to Catching Foxes a couple times. It's an interesting dichotomy because they have uh, Michael Gormley is on both of them. He's um, he has a co-host that's different on both of them. Um, and his Every Knee Shall Bow, which is an Ascension Press podcast. So it basically has the Ascension Press imprimatur, if you will, um, or the mandatum from it from Ascension Press um, is very focused on um, evangelism. But Catching Foxes, on the other hand, as, as you know from listening to it, Father uh, Joseph, is uh, just like riffing on the world 
you know, and it's Catholic because the guys are Catholic, but it, but you would, I, I don't know that it would ever receive that, that certificate of approval if it were to ever exist, because like, they're talking about things that aren't necessarily Catholic and it's really all opinion. And some of it is good and right. And I agree with it. And some, some other stuff I'm like, you guys are just like blowing smoke. I don't know. <laughs> and it's, and it's hard. It's, it's just a hard, I mean, I love listening to it because I like listening to people talk, but, um, but it's the same person doing two different things and they're different. They're almost different mediums in a way. Yeah. You know, I kind of think there's something good about that in regards to evangelization. The one that's not explicitly Catholic, mm -hmm. but it, you know, it is, it's implicitly Catholic because of the, the people who were there and the things they're talking about, the principles they're founded on, but it's not explicitly Catholic because my own experiences in ministry and evangelization, as soon as any sort of scent or smell of religion, faith, spirituality, church, God comes into the room, people are gone. Yeah. So there's something beautiful about the, you know, that 25% you were talking about earlier. What, where, how are you meeting the people? In the seminary, we had this term of, it was called flipping the pancake. You just got to meet the people where they're at. Talk about them, you know, with whatever they're, whatever they, they're talking about. I had a 30-minute conversation with somebody about paint. I'm not lying. Yeah. He was like, kind of. He we were there in a group. He mixes paint at a factory. He's like the paint, you know, wizard or whatever. He's the one that makes the colors exactly what they are. Pretty detailed job. I don't know anything about paint, but like I'm a curious guy. So we talked about paint, and it through that, like he 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 glowed and he opened up. And then I flipped the pancake and, mm -hmm. you know, it became a personal thing. We started talking about faith, religion, God. If you flip a pancake too soon, you got a mess. And if you wait too long, you've burnt one side and you can't eat it. And the conversations, you have to meet people where they're at. Um, and at the right time, it's, the, you know, there's a small window. And, uh, you, you know, you, you flip that pancake and you gently, um, you know, manifest how Christ is present in the situation. And I didn't say bring Christ in the situation mm -hmm. because he's been there the whole he's time. He's there, right. So Augustine, you know, his principle of the interior teacher, mm -hmm. uh, or the Socratic method of drawing out the truth that's within somebody, that's, that's, that's sort of the method of evangelization that I take. I go with you, you know, let's, let's stir some smoke, you know, sm you know let's, let's make a fire, let's get the d dust going in the air, you know, get the wind blowing. And then, and then I just want to be with you as it settles and say, hey, you know, look, look at this. this, this is here the whole time. And mm -hmm. So sometimes to bring it back to what the, the thing you were talking about, I think those have a place. Um, and so to not necessarily receive, uh, you know, a, you know, a stamp of approval, that wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. Because mm -hmm. in a way, if we're evangelizing, depending on the group that the people are wanting to reach and preach to, a stamp of approval they wouldn't go there. Totally locks people off, if, if that makes sense. So that just, absolutely, you know, that's my two cents on that. No, I t and and to piggyback off what you're saying, I think what you're that point of the intellectual curiosity that leads to conversation is actually what leads to lay evangelization. Because like, if we as the lay people are supposed, I mean, I'm not wearing a Roman collar. I do not want to wear a Roman collar, um, but it is still my job to be a priest to to the, to the world. I mean, by, by virtue of my baptism, and how do I do that? Like, how do I sanctify the temporal order, which is my call as a lay person, and that is to live in the temporal order 
I don't need the stamp to do that. And it's so, but, it, but it's, it's so confusing because we do have like these voices saying, well, I mean, if you're not, if you're not in authority, then you shouldn't speak on anything, which is, yes, you shouldn't speak on some things, maybe like don't speak on canon law if you're not a canonist, but I'm a Catholic. I'm living in the world. Like I have a perspective and I have a voice and I should be able to share it. And I think others, others do as well. Um, and so I love, love this list fathers. Can we disseminate this list? Uh, fine with me. There's, <laughs> that, there's you know, things you want to do it too. That's and, cool. Yeah, things, podcasts can be added, and if people can better explain them, because we just put a brief little explanation, uh, we didn't do them credit, unfortunately, it's, we did the best we could with the time we had, with the number of podcasts that were there, but, you know, they could all have a better description, better title, if somebody wants to take that, put art to it, and and spice it up, go Go for for it. it. (laughs) Friends, artsy. Free free resource. We will give you credit, don't worry. We will, we will definitely give you credit. I mean, to that point, we, Fran and I were actually asked early on when we were starting, we were, we were reaching out to contributors and we were asked, is this going to be a Catholic podcast or are you Catholics just podcasting? And I'm like, well, (laughs) not that it was offensive, but I got what she was saying, but our, our goal as lay evangelists we, you know, we can talk about Catholic theology and all the and everything, but we want to be Catholics who are reaching just regular people, kind of, you know, doing their job, living their life, um, maybe feeling excluded, maybe curious about the church. And, and so I think that just as Freen was saying, it's important to have these hard hitting, you know, theologians and priests and bishops that do these amazing podcasts. But I think there's some credibility to normal people talking about kind of the lifestyle of, of being a Catholic and living your faith, you know, every day. So thank you for making me feel better about our podcast, Father. Indeed. Okay, we always end our podcasts with a last little bit, and I know we're running out of time. So this is my last little bit, and it's going to apply to everybody. Um, when When you're not listening to podcasts, so maybe you're exercising, maybe you're listening to something else, what's your pump-up song? Gosh. <laughs> I'm going to tell you when I'm running up a hill, it's not super holy. (laughs) Um, My playlist has everything from jazz, uh, like Miles Davis, John Coltrane to Eminem and to to Drake to to like uh, country. Uh, I'm passionate about music. And so I I can, I can appreciate the truth in many genres, regardless of the words that are there. (laughs) Yeah. And Father Stephen can wail on a harmonica. Yeah. <laughs> Many he's, talents. He's, he's done some great things for our taste of faith dinners. <laughs> oh, um, yes, he has. Yeah. Father up, Joseph, what's your pump up? My my pump up is um, so like Father Stephen, I love music. Giant jazz fan. I mean, I mainly like instrumental stuff. So I really like um, like instrumental, like uh, like electronic music, or huh. like even like club music. <laughs> That gets me super pumped um, because that's it's just awesome. it's hard going. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I'd say that's that's kind of where my interests are, like instrumental stuff, whether it's classical or jazz, um, funk. I love funk. Love oh funk. my gosh! Yes. So that's that's kind of where that's kind of that's where I go. Awesome. awesome, fathers. Thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate your time and all the work you did in putting this list together. We're gonna make it pretty. We're gonna we're gonna make it attractive, not pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all have a great day. Thanks for joining us. 
God bless you all. Take care. Good to meet you all. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Bellator Colloquium. Please look for Bellator Society on everything social, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And if you like what we're doing here on this podcast, we would love for you to share that with us. Rate us on iTunes to help us get the word out and share, share, share. We cannot wait to chat next time right here on Bellator Colloquium, the conversation for online warriors for the true, good, and beautiful.